check out this goodie bag. Sport gum, squishy ball, banana nut protein bar. Oh, I want a burger headband. So you just quit. You didn't even make it 1K? It's a fun run, Dad. I ran until it stopped being fun. Happened quick. What about all the people who sponsored you? Okay, how's this? Why don't you shoot some video of me running across the finish line? I'll just put my face over my latte so I'll work up a sweat. What has the MTV done to you, son? Hi, this is Mike Sanfilippo, originally from Louisiana, but now a big-ass runner out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where I proudly run with the Chasing Trail trail running crew. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner Podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world. Now, here's your host, the trucker hat trail Texan, Jeff Harrell. Well, thank you, Mike. And I still detect a little bit of that Cajun accent, even though you're now in Pennsylvania. Well, thank you for that intro. My name is Jeff Harrell. This is the Big Ass Runner Trail Running Podcast, episode number 119. Great show today. We have in segment number one, did you know it is November? I guess depending on when you're listening to this, but if you're listening to it the week it drops or right around there, it is November. Believe it or not, the gift giving season is right around the corner. And as a service to you, the Big Ass Runner Herd, we polled the herd members to get their favorite gear. And I'm going to share with you what we got, all the great feedback. The data scientists were hard at work and we have the favorite gear from the Big Ass Runner herd that you can then take and perhaps turn into some gift ideas for your favorite trail runner, which may include yourself. So that's segment number one. And segment number two, have you ever had a race that did not go your way and you decided, hey, I want to get redemption on that race the next year? We have a story you don't want to miss from Brandon who did just that. How did he do? Was he able to get said redemption? I guess you're going to have to find out. So that's segment number two. But first... Remember last week we talked about my son Hayden Harold doing his very first trail race. It happened last weekend. It was out in Lake Murray, Oklahoma. And unfortunately, there was some rough weather in the form of rain, lots of rain. It started raining Friday. We drove down, myself, Timmy Time, Marcy, Hayden, his wife Donna. We rented an RV the first time we'd ever done this. It's one of those Class C RVs. My wife, Allison, unfortunately could not go. COVID struck, so she was not able to go. But we went. We met Stephen down there. Stephen had rented a, what they call a teardrop trailer. He'd pulled behind his truck. We had camping spots next to each other, so we set up camp in the pouring rain. And it rained all day Friday and into the night, Friday night, early Saturday morning, probably stopped around, I don't know, midnight, two o'clock in the morning for the race the next day, made for a very sloppy and wet and muddy course. And fortunately, though, it did stop raining, so Hayden did not have to run in the rain but definitely had to navigate some pretty 
nasty conditions. But I'm proud to say that he did indeed finish his race. He did a 25K. It was basically a 25K loop, almost a down and back, but then on the way back, you do split off from time to time, but very close to a down and back. I did see him halfway through. I drove down and met him at the first, or actually the second aid station, about mile eight. He was looking awesome. Had a little harder time going back to the finish line because of all the slipping around. I think we just worked muscles that a lot of the runners had not developed or had stress to that level, but he finished. He did really, really well. I think he was 23rd overall, not about placing at all. It wasn't about that. It was about finishing and he did that. So super proud of you, Hato. You did a great job. Steven also ran the 25K. He came in second, second male overall, third, I think, total overall. Great race by Steven. And Timmy time had kind of a rough race. He he bonked towards the end, but he still came in second in the 50K. So he was second male, second overall. Great job by both Steven and Timmy Time. I opted not to run. I wanted to focus on Hayden. Marcy and Donna served at the start-finish line aid station. It was a great time despite the weather because it cleared off. Got to see a ton of friends out there. Coach Greg was out there, Team Dirt and Vert. A lot of our friends out there got to meet some new people as well. It was a fun time. Really highly recommend the camping, the RV experience. It was great not to have to drive in the morning of and drive out. Stayed the night, left on Sunday. Got to walk over and talk to a lot of the 100Kers, 100Milers who were there throughout the night, different pacers. It was just a great time. So even though it was a little bit of a bummer from a weather perspective, we definitely made the most of it. Had a lot of fun. So hats off to all those who competed in a very difficult course. I know there were some races that didn't go the way that they had hoped, but proud of the effort, proud of what they learned, I'm sure, and will take that learning and apply it to their training. And hopefully next year, I really plan on going to this race next year. It's a lot of fun. Hope to get some redemption. I'm sure a lot of runners are thinking that way. Also met uh, Brandon out there. Brandon did an amazing job. I think he was second overall in the 100. I can't remember, but amazing race. Just, again, a lot of of friends out there, a lot of folks, and got to meet a lot of people as well. So big success despite the rain. Had a lot of fun. That's what it's all about. The trail running community is just so fun, encouraging, and supportive, and it was great to be part of that this past weekend. Well, with that, let's get going on episode number 119 of the Big Ass Runner. We are into November and the holidays season is really upon us. We've got holidays in November and December that a lot of us celebrate. And the gift giving season is here as well. Certainly it's not about gifts. It's about maybe giving more than getting. But I know for those of you that have 
trail runners in your life, or maybe you're looking to get something for yourself this holiday season, it's always good to have ideas. And so I thought I would ask the big ass runner herd, what is their favorite gear right now so that we can get you guys ideas and you You'll see at the live, we got a great response on this. Got a lot of ideas, lots of things from stocking stuffers all the way to maybe bigger gift, bigger investments, but lots of good ideas. So Steve, if you'll get us a little holiday music here in the background, uh, I will go through this list. Commander Riker's team is aboard, sir. Helm, warp one, engage. Also, I will link all of these items in the show notes. And that way you can just click. Some of them may be affiliate links. I want you to be aware of that. Only because it makes it super easy. But here we go. The first one is from Jay Stansel. Jay, his favorite current gear is the Salt Stick Fast Chews. I have never used, I've used Salt Stick pills, but I've never used the fast chews. I always forget to take them and he loves the flavor. So I'm thinking I'm going to try these because I know it's important to get the salt. And if it's a good flavored chew, that might be just another incentive. So great stocking stuffer, smaller item, the salt stick fast chews. Thank you for that, Jay. A little bit on the higher end. This is from Carissa and Carissa is so much fun. She is living that van life and an important piece of gear for her is the Garmin Mini InReach. I believe the two is out as well. It's a little bit higher dollar because it's a GPS that really helps you stay in contact when you're off the beaten path. Maybe you're overlanding, camping, doing that van camping lifestyle. The Garmin Mini InReach is Carissa's favorite piece of gear. Ryan Ritchie, we've had several pairs of shoes. So if you're looking for new ideas on shoes, you're going to get them in this list. They're sprinkled throughout. But Ryan Ritchie is into that minimalistic shoe life. He loves his Innovate trail shoes. We will link those as well. Innovate was really big when I did CrossFit early on. And I think they're starting to you're starting to see more and more Innovate and the minimalist shoes and trail running. So thank you for that, Ryan. Trail Nick, his favorite piece of gear is an old t-shirt my dad bought in 1982. I looked for this on Amazon, did not find it. Don't know Nick if Nick would sell this item. I'm sure it's priceless, but I think we'd all have that old shirt. Maybe it was an early race shirt. Just, it's hard to replace. So there you go. Nick's favorite piece of gear. From Luke, he's at At Duder Trail. This is another shoe. He loves his Hoka Speed Goats. Hayden ran in Hoka Speed Goat 5s on his race. He enjoyed those. Held up pretty well in the mud, although I would say there's a couple on this list that might be better for the muddy conditions. But I'm a Speed Goat guy as well, Luke. The Hoka Speed Goats is Luke's gear of choice. Coach Greg, this is a little dig at my, well, I know this is his favorite gear, but it's also 
I dig it the way I say it. The naked belt he put. It's actually naked, N-A-K-E-D belt. It's my favorite as well. It, when you're wearing it for hydration, just goes around your waist. I can't tell that it's even there. And I can put two soft flasks in there. I can put all my gels, my salt pills, now perhaps salt sticks. Anything else I need, lights, whatever it may be, the... Naked Belt from Naked Sports is Coach Greg's gear of choice. Angela, she's at Ice Princess. She is up in the Pacific Northwest, I believe, and she loves her Patagonia windbreaker. They do make great jackets, windbreakers, all that sort of thing. The Patagonia windbreaker. I will link that as well. Brandon Pitson, you're going to hear from Brandon a little bit later in the show. And I saw this shoe on Caroline. So Caroline was doing the 100K down at Lake Murray. And Caroline met a couple of years ago at Rocky Raccoon because she was wearing some cool North Face shoes. And I asked her about them. We've been friends since. And Caroline had these same shoes, but the Ultra Mont Blanc Boas. Really cool looking shoe. Brandon loves them. I'm pretty sure Caroline loved them. She was switching them hers out because they were so muddy, as was everybody else. Check these out. They're a little more on the pricey side. I think they're above 200 bucks, but they look like they'd last a long time. The Ultra Mont Blancs. There you go. Alexis, she loves her Solomon hydration vest. And I got to say, Stephen also has become a huge fan of his Solomon hydration vest. So if you're not thinking a belt, like a naked belt is what you want, you want to go more of the vest, the Solomon hydration vest is getting two big thumbs up, one from Alexis and one from Stephen Pritt. I will link that one up in the show notes as well so you can get to the exact one that Stephen uses if you're interested in seeing that. For Unstoppable Mo didn't have a piece of gear. She actually has a request because of how muddy Mo was down and she did the race down in Lake Murray as well. It was so muddy. She said, I would love a recommendation for poles. A lot of people were using poles because it was so slippery and so muddy. I know Black Diamond makes some great poles. I am a personal fan of the Leckie Ultra Trails the carbon, and they are a little bit more expensive. There are a few items I feel like are worth investing in because you'll have them for a long, long time. And I feel like these lecky poles, and there's another item on the list that we'll talk about here in a minute, are in the same category. I think it's worth to spend maybe a little bit more to get something really, really good. Black Diamond, I'm sure, are good as well. I'm sure people use those that had had those recommended before as well. But man, the lecky poles, they come with little gloves, so it takes the stress off your hands. I loved them. I used them at Black Canyon and they're my favorite. So the lecky Ultra Trail poles, the carbon poles, amazing if you're looking for poles this year. That would be a little bit more of an investment. Well, Courtney, thank you, Courtney, for this because I agree. She said, and, and a lot of people say, hey, path doesn't make a lot of things for the ladies. And it's, it is true, but Courtney loves the Path Projects hat. She says, so comfortable. And Hayden Harrell will totally agree with you. In fact, I've gotten Hayden the hat and he's bought some as well. 
He likes them so much he doesn't want to run in them because he wears them. He works from home. He wears them all the time. And so the Path Project hats are super underrated. If you're looking for a good, comfortable running hat, I wear mine usually backwards when I'm running and forward when I'm not. They are awesome. I will link Path Projects. So you guys you guys know all about Path. They're great partners of ours of ours here. Well, Neil says hydration vest as well, and I would again recommend the Solomon vest that both Stephen and Alexis like. And Elena says the Ultra Spire waist pack. I was not familiar with this one. I looked it up. It looks really cool. So check this one out if you're looking for a pack, a waist pack. You can take on runs, probably shorter runs. So your keys in there. Throw in some couple of spring energy gels, maybe your phone. The Ultra Spire Waste Pack says Elena. Our buddy Moose. Moose says fear the headband. He didn't give me any specific one, but the headband. Moose is trying to bring the headband back. You know, the bucket, the Gilligan hat came back. Hoka brought that back with Jim Walmsley. Sounds like Moose is trying to bring the headband back. Fear the headband. Well, Steve Anderson, he also did Lake Murray, and he is a huge proponent of the Solomon Speed Cross. These are shoes, and they are particularly good in those muddy conditions. In fact, Steve says they were a lifesaver in the mud. So the Solomon Speed Cross, check those out if you've got a race coming up that is muddy or you've got a trail runner. Maybe it gets muddy where they are. Consider the Solomon Speed Cross. Well, Kim says my Kogala, and I totally agree with this. The Kogala light if you're running in the dark or in, or near the dark or just need light, you can certainly go with a headband or you can go with a headlamp. A lot of people do that. There's lots of good headlamps out there. I had heard about the Kogala and it's a little bit more of an investment. You're going to spend a little bit more. It's lights that you wear more around your waist or chest and it just lights up the entire trail. I did this for Black Canyon, and unfortunately, I didn't have enough battery to get me from where I'd see my wife the first time to the next time, so I had to carry both the Kogala and a headlamp, and when I had to switch, it was night and day. It just gives you a full range of vision. It just changes the angle of the light and really lights up the trail. This again is one of those that's more of an investment, but once you make it, you should have this for a long, long time. The Kogala lights, I will link that one up. I am a big fan. And really when you're doing these longer races, you've got the battery pack, it looks big and bulky, but really wasn't easy to carry. And I'm a big fan. The The only negative would be that it does take a lot of power So mine ran out, but take a look, hit their website, read some reviews, the Kogala light. Well, Todd says, my dog. I don't know that you can find that on Amazon, but get your own. Todd loves his dog as his favorite piece of gear. Kim Endo took time out. She just got married. She and her 
fiance, they were getting married that on Sunday, they showed up at Lake Murray in wedding dress and tuxedo attire, ran the five miler, a lot of fun. Kim's an excellent runner. It's good to see them out there. Congratulations, Kim, on your wedding. She says gaiters, and I don't have a link to gaiters because it's so specific to the kind of shoes you have or the conditions that you're running in. I've never actually run it, run in gaiters, never had the conditions where I needed them. But thank you, Kim, for taking time to, to let us know that. There's this guy named Stephen Pritt who submitted one. Uh, Stephen, as many of you guys know, used to co-host this show. He's still part of it from time to time when he has the ability to come on. He is a gearhead. He loves him some gear and he always has the latest and greatest. And he loves Cotopaxi, one of his favorite brands. There's a, it's kind of an organizer, but it's the Alpa 60L, I don't know if that's 60 liter probably, gear hauler. It's right at a hundred bucks. It's really cool looking. He had it at the campground, had all stuff organized. This would be a really good gift for your trail runner, the trail runner in your life. It would be kind of that medium gift area. It's certainly nicer than a stocking stuffer. Super cool. If you're into organization, it'd be great to put all your gear for a race in one spot. The Cotopaxi Alpa 60L gear hauler. Hauling that gear. And then I wanted just to make sure that everyone knew these are great stocking stuffers, these two items. You guys know we are big fans of Myoderm. If you're looking for CBD, myoderm.com. Use Big Run in the code, get 20% off. Marcy Baser this past weekend says she loves her some Myoderm. She's using it on some aches and pains that she has and is loving it. So myoderm.com. And then anti-chafing cream or chafing cream. If you're trying to stay away from the chafe, as we all should be, Salty Britches is the way to go. Get saltybritches.com. Put in the code BIGASSRUNNER for 20% off as well. Well, I hope that gave you some ideas. Again, we want to just be a service to the Big Ass Runner. We got shoes, we got gear, we got a tire, hats, you name it. There you go. I will, as I mentioned, link all of these in the description of the show notes of this episode, episode 119. Get ready. Believe it or not, the holidays are upon us. There are some holiday gift ideas for the trail runner. One of the things we love to do is to give shout outs and kudos to the big ass runners out there just making it happen. Today we have a special shout out. Did you know you can request a shout out and kudo to someone in your life that you want to give a shout out and kudo to? And that's exactly what Elena did. She wanted us to give a shout out and kudo to her hubby, David. David completed the Havelina Hallucinations 100 mile virtual month 
Way to go, David. I'm looking on his Instagram. He is wearing his Path Projects hats. We just talked about that, but he's got some big goals. He's killing his goals right now, really working hard on them. She says, I have no doubt that he will accomplish them. David, from your wife, Elena, kudos and congratulations. Way to go, David. Have you ever had a race that just didn't go your way for a variety of different reasons and you thought, man, next year I'm going to get after this. It's not going to get me down. I'm going to show this race who's boss. This happened to Steven this summer. Last summer we ran the Knob Hills race as a night race. Last year it was a day race this year. And it was our first night race. We were training for Black Canyon, knowing that we need to run through the night. And the goal for Steven was a 30K, and I believe each loop was 10K. And after the second loop, he started getting the chills, didn't feel well, had to DNF his first, I think, and only DNF. Not that DNFs are fine. We learned from them, but he certainly learned from that one. He wanted redemption on that course. So he ran it again this year and came in second. So he showed that race who's boss. I don't know if that has ever happened to you where you have a race. You're just like, hey, it didn't go well. I'm going to either win or I'm going to learn. I'm going to finish or I'm going to fail forward. And that's exactly what happened with Brandon. So you're going to enjoy this story from Brandon Pitson. Last year, I ran my first trail race. I hadn't trained properly, but still went out and ran a six-mile race. It was slow. It was crazy hard, and I even had a gnarly fall, but I finished. It took me over an hour and a half, and I ended up with a chip pace of 15 minutes and 24 seconds. To say I was disappointed is an understatement. I was disappointed I hadn't trained properly, or at all. I was disappointed I let myself walk so much. I was disappointed I didn't take it seriously. You only get one first trail race, right? Worse was that I was constantly reminded of that disappointment because of the injuries from that fall that followed me for nine months. This disappointment lingered in the back of my mind, so when I started working with the official running coach of the Big Ass Runner podcast, the one and only Coach Greg, I knew this race would have to somehow work into our training schedule. I worked with Coach Greg from not being able to run a full mile in March of this year to running double-digit training runs most weekends. As the race day began approaching, I started running the course for practice and was easily finishing the six-mile course with paces that were three to four minutes faster than last year's pace. With that accomplishment, I knew I could push harder and ask Coach what he thought about me running the 11-mile course. He told me I was ready, and I switched to my event. Going into the race, my goal was just to finish the race with a pace faster than last year. My bigger goal was to finish with a pace that was sub-12 minutes per mile. And I had a stretch goal that I didn't think was possible to somehow finish the race under two hours. My mindset was to just go out and have fun, but not be afraid to push myself. 
When I woke up the morning of the race with a fever, I thought my goals were dashed. There was no way I could run my best with my body fighting something, even if it was just a cold. But nevertheless, I was determined to stick to my mindset of having fun and pushing myself when I could. At the starting line, it was great to be around my friends and family to help get in the zone. I started the race with a really solid pace, definitely on track to finish under two hours. I was able to hold that pace for quite a while, but after about four miles, I could feel just how tired my body was. I struggled to keep pace and had to walk more than I wanted. I was able to push through the six-mile course and safely through the river crossing with nothing more than some wet shoes and socks. I fought the uphills and enjoyed the downhills and tried to stay in the zone and just keep trying to run. I met some lovely people on the trail, and we had a nice conversation which helped take my mind off the tired legs and sore body. Next thing I know, I'm less than a mile to the finish line, with a river crossing and an uphill finish standing in my way. I looked at my watch and thought there was no way I could finish under two hours, but I could definitely still hit my goal pace of under 12 minutes per mile. As I crossed the river and started the final uphill into the finish line, I saw my wife and daughter standing there cheering me on. I had to push it for them. But why was she cheering so hard? I looked at the time clock and it read 158.26 and I realized it could happen. I pushed as hard as I could and fought my way across the finish line and into their arms with a final chip time of 159.12. I had done it. I couldn't believe it, but I was able to finish just in the nick of time and take my revenge on the race that broke me just a year prior. Through this year's race, I found a new mental strength that I hadn't had to use before. And I learned that having family and community around you is just as important as the number of miles you train each week. Well, Brandon, first of all, congratulations and excellent job putting that story together. Did a, a, just an amazing job taking us along on the journey. And I've got a, a, a few thoughts to share about this. First, I just love how you took that disappointment and it gave you focus on what you wanted to accomplish and I love how you made sure that this race this redemptive race was part of your training plan to the value of a coach you mentioned coach Greg and I found this to be true as well that a coach helps you in a lot of ways but I think one of the most important ways is that the coach gives you confidence to do things you're not sure you're ready to do or should do or can do, but a coach with all their experience and wisdom and, you know, working with different athletes, when they say, Hey, you can do this. It gives you that confidence that I don't know that you can get on your own. I certainly want to be confident in your own abilities, but when you get that influx of confidence from a coach, just so valuable. So love love that Coach Greg was able to help you get that confidence as well. Love that you had really three goals. First one to finish. That's always my goal. One of my first goals. You had that goal of, of trying to beat your time from last year, which is awesome as well. That's I've been learning a lot about just getting 1% better every day and how that over time compounds. And so just beating last year, getting better than last year 
was a great goal. But then you had a stretch goal that sub two hours, 11 miles and sub two hours in some pretty tough conditions. It sounds like you had a couple of river crossings. Love that you had had three goals in mind. And I think if you just hit that first goal, you'd been you'd been happy about that. But you had that stretch goal in the back of your mind that, hey, if I can do this, I would love to. So I love that, that you had three goals there. Love that you had the mindset of, hey, let's have fun. Let's meet people along the way. Let's enjoy the journey. Let's have fun. I think that sometimes can get lost in race days because you are focused on those goals and you are focused on getting better. But don't lose the fun part of it because at the end of the day, that's why we get out there. It's to have fun, enjoy ourselves, meet people, experience big events with our friends and family. So I love that as well. And then you said at the end, man, it's it's about that support system. It's about community. It's about family. And love that they were your wife and daughter at the finish line to greet you. And that your, it sounds like your wife was so excited about you hitting your stretch goal as well. And then at the end of the day, as you said, that you had this kind of new mental strength because, and this is what we hear a lot from runners, when you've accomplished those goals and those stretch goals, you get a new kind of mental strength you didn't know you had that you can then apply to other areas of your life, whether it be work or friends or family or, hey, I I can do this. Whenever you tell someone you're going to be doing a, a trail race of whatever distance, they usually say, wow, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to do that? And it's to challenge yourself and to gain that new mental strength because a lot of times the body can do a lot more than the mind thinks it can and to overcome that and to build that new muscle, that new mental strength is amazing. So again, congratulations, Brandon, for not only you almost doubled your distance, you hit all three goals that you had. Super excited for you. I know Coach Greg is as well. So there's a little race redemption. If you have a story about a race that you have gotten redemption with, let me know. I'd love to have you tell your story here at the Big Ass Runner. Just reach out at jeff at bigassrunner.com. With that, that is Race Redemption. Well, believe it or not, that is the end of episode number 119 of The Big Ass Runner. Thanks to everyone who was a part of the show. Hopefully you got some good ideas for your trail runner for this holiday season. Again, congratulations to David for crushing the Javelina Hallucinations 100-mile month, virtual month. And thanks to Brandon for sharing his story of race redemption Thanks, everybody, for listening. We don't take it for granted. Get out there, hit those trails, and keep running your asses off. Of
But he finished. He did really well. He did really, really well. A lot of friends out there, a lot of folks and got to a lot of and got to meet a lot of people as well. Lots of things from stop from stocking stuffers. So great stocking stuffer, smaller item, the soft the salt stick fast juice. Ultra Mont Blanc Mont Blanc. Can't even say that. Check those out if you've got a race coming up that is muddy or you've got a trail runner you're, you're buying for that runs in the mud. That sounded weird, just runs in the mud. Yeah, but it's a little slow out there. Rain last night. Oh, this baby loves the slop. Loves it, eats it up. Eats the slop. Born the slop. His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. What did I just say? But yeah, dogs on the trails, especially... Um, Dogs on the Trail says, so Todd's favorite is his dog. Steve, I don't know what I'm going with that. Just delete all that. Let's have fun. Let's meet. Oh, good Lord. Hope that you are having a great. That was terrible. Scratch that, Steve. That's terrible.